Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Julia Myers, Chair of the Human Trafficking Committee for Junior League of Birmingham. The Junior League of Birmingham is an organization of approximately 2,500 women committed to promoting volunteerism, developing the potential of women, and improving the community through the effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. Uh, So, Julia, it is so great to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yes, it is. uh, It's always good to have people in here that, that are making an impact in the world on a daily basis. And Uh, It sounds like that is exactly what you're doing. Um, So tell me how you got involved with Junior League of Birmingham and then specifically um, becoming the the chair of the Human Trafficking Committee. So the Junior League of Birmingham is a wonderful organization. We have 1,400 active members who are out in the community volunteering every single day. And there are around 35 um, different ways that we volunteer in the community. Human trafficking is my personal passion, so that's why I do what I do. This is actually my 12th year in Junior League, and I just, I really can't give it up because I'm so passionate about human trafficking. We make a 10-year commitment when you join Junior League. The reason that I ended up specifically pushing, actually, Junior League to get involved in the human trafficking fight is because I lost a brother Mm. um, to a genetic heart condition. Mm. He was a public defender, Mm -hmm. and he realized very, very early on in his career that these quote-unquote prostitutes that he was defending Mm -hmm. had been sold for drug money by their Mm. parents. And when he realized that, and that there was nowhere for them to go. This was probably 15 years ago we started these conversations. Mm. Um, it broke him. I mean, he just, he really wanted to do something to help mm. them. Mm. So um, I have two sisters, and mm. the three of us are very passionate about this mm. cause. We have a small business that we own together, mm. and that allows me to really be free enough to mm. open my schedule to do human mm. trafficking advocacy mm. and really lead the um, anti-human trafficking Mm -hmm. committee with the junior league. Wow. So essentially he realized that the root cause behind some of the crimes that he was seeing. And I think that that's where a lot of people, they don't recognize the the underlying issues with some of this stuff going on. And um, I had a friend on this show uh, a couple years ago, Malia Stevens, and she is We're very uh, good wonderful. friends, actually. Yeah, so yes. Malia is awesome. Um, we've served in another ministry together, and um, you know, so just an um, incredible advocate for anti-human trafficking. But you know, she was talking about as a counselor the stuff that she sees, you know, addiction to porn, and you know, essentially the demand side of it, creating that supply. And ultimately, you know, people getting involved in stuff that they had no intention of getting involved in, they just really, um, that they got roped into it by either a friend or a family member or, you know, somebody that they trusted and they are, you know, stuck in this, this trade that, that they never would have chosen for themselves. 
Um, so tell me uh, kind of some of the things that, that you've seen in your involvement. Um, how does it work? And, you know, what types of, of things are, are y'all facing on a regular basis? Well, I think the first misconception and the, the first thing that we really have to address as, a, as society is that human trafficking looks a lot like prostitution. Mm. So we just got to hit that head on. Mm. If you see prostitution mm. going on, it, it might be human trafficking. Mm. It probably is. Mm -hmm. We have a police officer in Tuscaloosa that does a task force, and mm -hmm. he does reverse stings. Mm -hmm. And he said that it takes him six hours to interview a prostitute before mm -hmm. she will say she is a victim of human trafficking, mm -hmm. before she realizes it, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that's just so ingrained. So I think a lot of times we see women or men on the street and we write them off and we think, you know what? She's doing this because she chose to do this. Mm -hmm. She can leave anytime she wants to mm -hmm. leave. So first of all, rewiring our brain. When you realize that most likely these women and men have been exploited since they were very, very young children, mm -hmm. it really changes your opinion and it really changes your you know, opens your eyes to understand and you really, mm. really want to help. Mm -hmm. um, the Well House, I'm sure mm -hmm. that many people have heard about the Well mm -hmm. House and the wonderful things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, they have yet to have someone come through their program that was not severely sexually exploited as a child. Wow. society on board mm. and the the way that my committee is working to do that mm. is through an awareness campaign mm. last year we were able to reach out to all the different municipalities in Jefferson County and mm. Shelby County we had 32 different mayors mm. sign a proclamation in January just declaring the month as anti-human or human trafficking awareness month mm -hmm. and that has caused so much buzz people mm -hmm. have reached out to us they want more mm -hmm. so now we've put together a training we'll come out and do um, civic trainings mm -hmm. we have a hotel specific training that mm -hmm. we're really focused on mm -hmm. but it's excellent we'll come out to you and um, your group and, and teach you about mm -hmm. what the signs look like and then also people don't know what to do when they see it Mm -hmm. They don't realize just, you know, if they turn in a car tag number or a description, the police maybe aren't going to respond, mm -hmm. but at least they'll make a note of it. And then the next time that car tag comes up, mm -hmm. they'll have a note that there was an incident, you know, whenever you called. So mm -hmm. you're leaving the paper trail every time you leave a tip. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're, we're learning how important tips are right now mm -hmm. with the girls that have been missing in our community. Right. No, especially with some of the stuff that's been here recently. So I was reading an article a week or so ago about I-20 and how it is the most popular route for traffickers, and uh, which is disturbing because I live you know, fairly close to I-20, as I'm sure you do as well here in Birmingham. And, you know, it was just talking about how, um, you know, these aren't just you know, girls that they grew up in a bad situation. You know, uh, I think there was uh, one girl who grew up in a, a relatively, um, you know, nice 
family and, you know, there were no major issues, but she became friends with a girl who ultimately uh, was the bottom girl and recruited her to, to meet this guy. And the guy seemed so nice. And, you know, ultimately he had, you know, stuff for her and, you know, just lavished her with, with, you know, gifts and, and these things that, that lured her in. And then, you know, she ended up being caught up in, in the trafficking. And, you know, it's, it's a very deceptive practice that, uh, I mean, it's, it's pure evil. I mean, bottom line, it's, it's pure evil. Um, but I, I do think that, that people don't even realize that, you know, it could be their daughter. It could be right. anyone, not just people from broken homes, not just people from, you know, the bad side of town, not just people whose, you know, parents were, you know, on drugs. I mean, yes, it could be those situations, too, but it could be, you know, the girl in Mountain Brook as much as it could be, you know, the girl in Inslee. I think that parents really need to take a strong stance, and I know it's hard, mm-hmm. But in regard to social media, mm-hmm. you need to be all up in your kid's business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it's happening. That's where these predators are lurking. Mm-hmm. And it's on Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. is the most popular app for recruiting the girls. Mm-hmm. It's on apps that you think would be safe. It's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok's gotten a bad name. But mm-hmm. really, I mean, it's 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 in every single social media platform. So. Mm-hmm. You should have the passwords to your children's account. Mm-hmm. You should be monitoring it. And you should mm-hmm. also let them know that they can always come to you. Mm-hmm. Because I think that a lot of times that happens. The kids get in too deep and then maybe they've shared an inappropriate picture and they're mm-hmm. scared they're going to get in trouble mm-hmm. for that. But it just keeps escalating. The blackmail mm-hmm. escalates mm-hmm. into trafficking. Yeah. So having those conversations with your kids and it needs to start early. I mean, in in elementary school and middle mm. school, by the time they're in high school, it's too late. Mm. That's really scary because I've got two daughters and, you know, so we're trying to, you know, do everything that we can to, to shepherd them and to guide them as much as possible. Uh, but it is a very connected world. So the things that we're trying to teach them in our home you know, who God created them to be and, and how, you know, he had a purpose for their life and, and ultimately to, you know, live life the, the way that he would want us to live. Uh, there are so many external forces that can be brought into the home, you know, if you're not paying attention to those devices. And so we don't allow Safari on uh, the iPod or the iPad. Uh, but, you know, at you know, 10 years old, it's, we're, we're getting closer to that age where, you know, she's wanting to try to, you know, utilize those things. And, um, the, the favorite, you know, I I guess thing to watch is YouTube. Now, typically it's, you know, watching a slime video or it's, uh, you know, how to make slime or how to bake something or, or whatever, uh, which is all sweet and innocent at this point, but I can still see the the ads that are targeted for them, and it's it's a constant uh, shaping of their minds that that starts at an early age, and it's a very slippery slope. And if you're not paying attention to to what they're doing at all times, or at least trying to, then you can really get into 
uh, a bad situation quickly. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the ads are so dangerous, and everyone's Googled something accidentally, mm. and then a plethora of inappropriate images have mm. popped up. You mentioned Malia Stevens earlier. Mm. She volunteers with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, mm. and they're working with Google right now to, re- to kind of put a sensor on their search engine that will mm. be automatically there when you go to Google and Mm. then you could go in and manually turn it off. But Mm. basically it's a kid friendly search engine. Mm -hmm. Why that isn't just already how it is, is Mm -hmm. beyond me. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's something that Nikosi is fighting for. And you're right. All these ads Mm -hmm. are so scary Mm -hmm. that are on the, on the sidelines that you can see Mm -hmm. targeted towards children. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is, um, you know, ultimately it, it boils down to greed and, you know, if people can make money off of something, then they're, they're trying to make money off of it. And, and unfortunately in, in these situations, they're using children or young adults as, you know, a money-making scheme. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing to me that, you know, we're living in a society that, um, you know, we're in a, "Quote unquote free society," but but there's more slavery that's going on today than you know there's ever been because of these things that are taking place. That again, most people it's right under their nose and they're they're not even aware that it's it's going on like on the streets around them. You know, not miles and miles away, not in foreign countries, but like could be in their neighborhood. Well, and we're normalizing it as a society. Um, recently, when the j-lo movie came out hustlers Mm -hmm. i was horrified at how many Mm -hmm. friends i have that took their teenage daughters to see Mm -hmm. that posted it on social media Mm -hmm. i'm thinking what are you doing i mean this Mm -hmm. is not normal would you want your child to be a stripper Mm -hmm. i mean why would you take her to see a movie Mm -hmm. about a stripper like that is not that is not a smart parenting move and Mm -hmm. these are people that are smart that are actually very aware in the and help me in the fight against human trafficking Mm -hmm. so we really have to step back and realize where society is Mm. and what we're considering normal now is not normal. Mm. Well, one of the things that, so that God is for us, the enemy's against us. And the enemy is, is crafty and slick. And he makes sin, he makes uh, evil, he makes it attractive. And so he doesn't package it typically as, oh, you, you'd never want to participate in this. He makes it just tasty enough, just tempting enough where you say, well, you know, what's that going to hurt? And he's been doing that since the beginning of creation, you know, with, with Eve. He didn't, you know, just say, hey, do this because it's bad. He was like, I mean, would that really kill you? And it was just that slight little hook that he used to draw her in. And it's, there are little bitty hooks here and there. It's, it's not um, some major trap that you're going to step in. It's, it's typically one toe at a time 
And next thing you know, you're immersed in water that you can't even swim in. Uh, but that's that's how his schemes work. And so, you know, people, they go see a movie that they think, oh, well, it's just fun. You know, it, it's just entertainment. And then, you know, their mind is being reconditioned to think that certain things are acceptable. And, I mean, we see that with so many things in society today. But um, I, I really think that, again, and, and Malia on the show that she was on, we talked about how you know, there are so many guys that don't think there's anything wrong with pornography. It's just a rite of passage. And, and I can't tell you how many conversations on this show alone we've had about this, uh, the destructive nature of that. But, you know, there, there's, first of all, there's another person that's involved that's being exploited when that's taking place. And some of those, uh, they, they're getting paid for it. Some of them, they're, they're doing it against their will. And, you know, they they think that well, we just saw the no big, big story about the, the mother that found her daughter on Pornhub mm -hmm. because the trafficker was posting videos of mm -hmm. her teenage daughter. Yeah. And that's how she found her. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's going on. And mm -hmm. it, yes, trafficking victims are being exploited through pornography. And mm -hmm. again, you know, that's so acceptable by our society now. Mm -hmm. We don't even realize that, you know, we don't even realize how it's, to your point, conditioning our brains to be mm -hmm. normal. Well, I, I read another article the other day that was talking about, um, you know, how pedophilia should be something that, that you know, it, it's just a disorder. It's just something that should be accepted. People just don't understand. But they're friendly pedophiles. You know, they're, they're, they're not really, you know, just monsters. They're just, they're people just like you and me that have just, they just got an issue. And like, so that creates this, again, just planting a seed that, you know, well, why shouldn't we allow these people to just have relationships with children? Because that's the way that, that it was designed. Well, first of all, that's not the way that it was designed because God had no intent for that to take place. Right. But second of all, it's, um, it's amazing to me that we've gotten to this point where people are just accepting certain awful behaviors and just saying, that's just the way that it is. They can't do anything about it. Now that they, they've got a serious problem and I, I don't want them in a relationship with my child right. and, you know, or any other child for that matter. Um, so I, I do think that it's extremely important what you guys are doing, educating the public and trying to get them involved, setting up task force to try and, you know, not only help these girls get out of it, but but just to create awareness because I mean this is something several years ago I had no clue about. And right. and I'm thankful. Uh you mentioned the wellhouse, Amy Wagar, um, you know Amy as well. I do. I do. Uh so she does so much through uh trafficking hope and Another friend, Lee Domain, uh, very involved in that, and and she brings a lot of the girls to our church, and it's awesome to see like as they're getting freedom from their past, you know, they're wanting to come and serve and you know pour into other people. So let's talk about the redemptive side of of what you guys do. Once once y'all help get people out of the the trafficking, what's what's next for some of these girls? Tell us some success stories that y'all have had as far as helping them find freedom from this. 
Well, my organization specifically, we're really focused on the awareness piece mm -hmm. of it, so the community awareness, mm -hmm. to actually work with um, the victims like mm -hmm. Amy does, mm -hmm. Amy and Trafficking mm -hmm. Hope. You have to go through some really extensive mm -hmm. training. With all that being said, we have met and we, we do know stories mm -hmm. of women that have gone to the well house mm -hmm. and gone on to you know, live successful lives. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think that it's just so exciting to hear stories that you know, they went into the well house thinking they were a prostitute, that this mm -hmm. was something they had brought on themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they have that breakthrough to know, no, I'm better than this. Mm -hmm. I can change my life. Anything is possible. Mm -hmm. God loves me. Mm. Jesus loves me. Mm. They're behind me. We're yeah. going to do this. I can do anything that I want to mm. do. And just to kind of hear those stories of that breakthrough, mm. even changing one life, mm -hmm. one life mm -hmm. is so important. Yeah, it, it really, I, I think that there's so many people that are out there that they get into a situation and number one, they don't have any idea how they're going to get out. And, you know, whether that's human trafficking or that's anything else. I mean, when they think that there's nobody that they can talk to that's going to understand where they've been and what they've done, then it's a very, you know, deadly place to be because you're hopeless. And so if y'all can, you know, create the awareness that helps lead to freedom for these girls and then when they can get into, uh, you know, programs like the Well House and, and get into a, a you know, a setting where they can hear, hey, I was in the same situation. Like, I'm just like you. You know, it, it happens in small group all the time when somebody says, oh, you went through that as well. Like, I thought I was the only one. Like, that's when people realize, like, you know, there, there's not something wrong with me. Like, something happened to me, but that doesn't define who I am. And I think that it's extremely important for people to know that, that the redemptive power of Jesus like if it weren't for him, like I, I would just not even uh, like, first of all, I wouldn't have the show because it's, it's about redemption. But, you know, for a long time, I was focused on greed and success and, you know, just what the world says that you're supposed to do, just chase the money. And, you know, thankfully, he transformed me to, to realize like my past mistakes and the things that I've done, they don't define me. They don't define anybody. You know, the story of the prodigal son is a story for everybody. And so, uh, you know, if there's somebody out there that's listening right now and they're they're caught up in a difficult situation uh, and they think that there is no hope, they think that there is no way, there is no path, uh, I would say first and foremost, you know, pursue him because he's got a, a different path than whatever path that you're on. But at the same time, um, you know, there are people that you can reach out to uh, so if we've got a listener out there and, and maybe they're uh, hearing this and they're in a trafficking situation, what would you say to that person? I would tell them to call the well house immediately. Okay. Um, they will respond appropriately. They will make sure that you're not in danger. Mm -hmm. that, that, would be, that would be my response, just okay. the success that they've seen. And then, you know, I think that a lot of times these women – you know, beat themselves up because so many times they relapse. We hear mm. that it takes them about seven times. Mm. It's you know, it's like a drug addict. Mm. It sometimes it ta it takes mm. they they're called back into it. Mm -hmm. 
so the well house has said it takes around seven times for them to really leave for good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more the more support that we can give them and the more confidence we can give them mm-hmm. and boost them up, so important. Mm-hmm. But the well house does an excellent job of responding to those calls mm-hmm. and taking them all seriously. I think that it's, you know, again, I think it's important for people to realize that that God doesn't make mistakes. You know, so he created every single one of those women that are in that, either they've gotten out of it or they're in that right now. He created all of them. And again, he did not lead them to this situation, but he can lead them out of it. And, right. you know, he's still got the ability to use them and when they get free, you know, to use their testimony to help other people get free, uh, freed people, free people. And, you know, so, uh, the more people that, you know, we can create awareness to, to help get out of that situation. Uh, obviously that just, you know, even if it's one person at a time, uh, a lot of times Amy will post, Hey, you know, there's a rescue in progress, you know, pray now. And, um, you know, I think that it's um, to know that that she's there on the front lines. It, to be honest with you, it's something that um, I it's a serve that they do on Saturday night, Friday nights, Saturday nights. They'll go in on these sting operations with the police. And it's something that um, I'd kind of like to be a part of. But at the same time, like. Uh, it's just, it's so crazy to think that, you know, that's somebody's daughter that they're trying to rescue, you know, and, and I can't even imagine what that is like again, just, um, father of two daughters, you know, I I just, my heart breaks for the, the parents that have to, you know, some of them don't even know where their daughters are, but. Uh, when they find out that they're in that situation and they're, they're trying to get them out and, you know, they are addicted. They, they don't know what to do because this person has given them a crutch and made them to believe that, you know, this is the only way they're going to be able to, you know, move forward in life. But I'm thankful for, you know, what you guys are doing and, and what the, the great organizations that, that are trying to, you know, help people just move forward and get out of this are, are doing. Uh, so how can people learn more about uh, what you guys are doing and and how they can get involved. Yes, well, we would love to come to your organization and do a civic training for you. We're always happy to do that. We also have these amazing acrylic signs that we're putting up in bathroom stalls across mm-hmm. the greater Birmingham area, mm-hmm. uh, mainly targeting gas stations and then um, fast food restaurants close mm-hmm. to those little motels where you know that this kind of activity is going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the girls will be allowed to go out and get food. Mm-hmm. So if one of them can just see this in a bathroom stall and know, 
okay, here's a number I call, I can call if I need help. Mm-hmm. That is huge. So anyone that wants the signage, it is free of charge. You can call the Junior League of Birmingham um, to get more information on how, how to contact me, or you can email anti-human trafficking at jlbonline.com. Okay. All right, that's good stuff. And we'll, uh, we'll post a picture of that sign uh, because it essentially gives you uh, an idea of, of what to look for, things that you, um, you, know, you, you wouldn't even think of. So that's great that you are going to have those in those restrooms. And you know, Amy has said that, that that's often a, a safe place uh, that they can put stuff and you know, people can see it and, and not you know, get punished for you know, even seeing it or uh, obviously. It may be the only time that they're alone yeah. in that bathroom stall. And that's why we're trying to get them up in every individual bathroom stall. Mm. We're excited. We're partnering with the airport right now to get them up in all the bathroom stalls here in Birmingham and also the Bessemer Airport. So uh, just anywhere we can get the information up, there was a statistic that while in captivity, a majority of victims never knew there was a number that they could call Mm -hmm. to get help. Mm -hmm. So if we can at least give them the number, they may not call that day right when they see it, but maybe they'll take the number down and call it at another time. Yeah. Well, Julia, I know that this has been uh, extremely informative as well as encouraging to know that, you know, there are people like you and your organization that are out there trying to make a difference and are making a difference. Uh, Because again, the more light that is shed on the darkness, the more the darkness has to flee. So definitely encouraging. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. If you're listening to this, then then you've been encouraged just like I have. Uh, We do hope that you will uh, go to www.jlb.com, jlbonline.com, and you can learn more about what the Junior League is doing. And then also uh, like and follow us on Facebook at Living Life on Purpose uh, so that you can learn more about uh, these interviews and the episodes um, and just continue to, to stay in touch with us. So that's all for today, but check us out next time.